Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you find the time when you can't find pause or confirmation what your face is going to open some doors? You do what you gotta do and stumble through. Hello folks and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator and marketer. And this week we are talking about breakups with Amy Duro. Yeet. Hey. <laughs> I've ruined it already. I'm sorry. Did you just yeet your way into this podcast? <laughs> just yeeted myself in. <laughs> Should have thrown in a cheeky dab. Oh my god. <laughs> what is happening? I'm sorry. Hello, no, Paula. It's okay. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Can you reintroduce yourself for the lovely listeners? Because we've We've been here before. We have been here before. Oh my God. It's mm-hmm. so exciting to have you back. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Um, yes. Hello. My name is Amy Duro. I'm uh, a gal who loves cats. Um, not going to the beach. Mm. Um, professionally, though, I'm an acting teacher, an actor, art maker person. Um, and I also work with the Starlight Children's Foundation. Ooh, sneaky plug. Yeah, I love a bit of Starlight. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's a great job, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like to make a lot of things. Absolutely. Like yeah. you've got that web series. Oh, yeah. 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 Generation Y, mm-hmm. as in W-H-Y question mark. Love's mm-hmm. a good pun. Um, yeah, so that's in production. Yeah. That's a thing. It's super exciting. And I mean, by the time whenever this is published, it'll probably mm. be like in the world maybe yeah oh my god oh my god in the world in what? like in the world is okay. a tangible product absolutely yeah holy shit yeah well you can check out the show notes because i will put up-to-date links you can't see but like i'm pointing down because i'm like check down in the show notes and amy's pointing out because like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll also post a photo in the show notes on this <laughs> um so have you stumbled through anything this week hmm isn't life a constant stumble through, Paula? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. It is indeed. Look, um, this weekend is the weekend we're filming Generation Y, so I've been Ooh. stumbling through making sure everything is together last minute. Probably the biggest thing that I did, which I was super proud of, is getting a catering person on board. <gasps> yes. Yeah, because mm. initially I was like, I'll just buy the food and whatever. Mm. And the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm also acting in the project. Mm. I don't want to have to still be engaged Mm. or working on the slight break period on set absolutely not yeah so um I found a catering person and she's 10 out of 10 stumbled through that and um yeah just making sure the locations were secure 
just like ticking things off the list. So <laughs> I was like moderately stressed at the start yeah. of the week and now I'm just excited for it to mm. happen. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so pleased for you. Thanks. Oh, this is so cool. You're making the thing. I'm making the thing. <laughs> it was in my head. Now it's going to be out of my head. Oh, isn't that so people. weird? It's just like, oh my God, this thing that like lived in my brain and that I talked about with people I admire and love is going to like tangibly exist in yeah. the world. What? Yeah. Oh my God. That's literally my inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but slightly less exciting stuff. Um, or oh, I suppose it depends how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Breakups. Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. Um, is there such thing as an easy breakup, do you think? I think not. Yeah, mm. I tend to agree. Yeah. I don't think there's an easy breakup because regardless of if it's... Of- <laughs> Of if it is romantic or platonic, Mm. I feel like breakup means that it had some significance because Mm. if you were just stopping seeing that person, stopping being friends, you're just stopping it, like cutting it off. Fell out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas breakup is, I think, you recognize that it's a, oh, this is a thing that I Mm. feel I need to do. Yeah. So I don't think it's easy. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a break. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah. I have this theory that, you know, if you don't do your grieving after a breakup or during a breakup, it's because you've done most of it beforehand. (laughs) And it's like, oh, great. (gasps) (sighs) Resonates. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that there's like a difference, though, between platonic and romantic breakups? Like, Mm. what's the. Yeah, I mean, like, going on from that. They're, you know, they're both of significance, but mm. it's, you know, like a, a friend is a friend mm. and a romantic, a romantic partner one. is a romantic partner. Yeah, there are certain physical elements that uh, <laughs> that don't have it. But even like, you know, spiritual or intellectual things as well, like mm. they can be quite different. Um, and for me, I like I've had both, but I haven't had many of both either, mm-hmm. like breakups from romantic or um, friendship relationships. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's just like really circumstantial. It depends on how long you've been friends with that person or with that person. Yeah. Um, like how intense that friendship was because, yeah, yeah no, I, it's so much like it depends. It goes on a case-by-case basis. Totally. Mm. Do you have like any, I don't know, is there anything that comes to mind that you're like, oh, that was a... <laughs> so many. <laughs> um, not so much romantic ones, mm. um, but... I I had a lot of trouble making and keeping friends when I was younger, like mm-hmm. particularly through school. Oh god, one of my <laughs> let me let me just share some trauma with you all. <laughs> um, oh god, when I was in grade seven, um, I tried to be friends with this group of girls, and I yeah, I guess they were like sort of the popular crowd, but they were just nice people, and so I was like, I would like to spend time with you. Mm. And they were not of the same opinion. Mm. And they pulled me aside one morning and were like, we just don't believe that we click. And wow. yeah, so that was In fun. high school? No, it was grade seven. So I was <laughs> 13 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a teacher walked past and she was like, oh, you're late for your... And then she clearly saw that I was very upset and she was like, what's wrong? And then I spent the next two hours sobbing, saying it's my fault. (laughs) Um, And then I didn't go to school that day. I left. (laughs) Um, You know, it was just kind of 
because a breakup is kind of a rejection of not only that relationship and that like potential to be close, but also of, of yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very personal. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't want you. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh. Do you remember like how you were other than, you know, sobbing for two <laughs> hours? Do you remember at all? Like what that kind of process was in your head? Like, did you have oh. kind of like some emotional intelligence or was it just straight up like, I think I'm in grade seven and, and I don't have any friends now. Um, I don't know. It was very like this wasn't the first time that, you know, a friendship had ended for me. Like, um, hey, more trauma alert. Hey, um, no, like up until I was that was a very big s- um <laughs> Yeah, like up until I I don't know when, like maybe partway through uni, like I had this really strong belief that I had a sell-by date and so like there would only be a certain amount of time that I could be in a friendship or a relationship before they ultimately realized that I was however the hell I was and they would end it and it would like expire and so like this wasn't a new phenomenon to me I was just like okay well this is this, this, this is, is the, the end. Time, this yeah. is the time. This is meh. Um, but it was still, you know, like, well, now who do I sit with at lunch? Who am mm. I going to do group projects with? Who do I sit with in class? I don't know. Wh- why Why don't people like me? Aww. Yeah. That's a horrible way to feel in primary <laughs> school, like, especially because yeah. that age, that, like, preteen, mm. approaching teenage is brutal. Mm. And so to be having those experiences <laughs> and the like, thoughts, you're like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm never going to make it to adulthood. Like, no, yeah. just never. I was just like, well, I mean, this is it. I guess this is just the uh, start of the next cycle. <laughs> but it was uh, like I could understand why it was because it wasn't like I thought that we were great mates. I was trying very hard yeah. to be friends with them. Mm-hmm. And it was just like mm-hmm. it was a real shit time. Yeah. And then, of course, having <laughs> – in that typical way, um, having observed the extreme psychological and emotional stress that they caused me, they were like, oh, 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 uh, like two of the girls were like, oh, we had no idea what was happening. No, it's fine. One was like, what is I, happening? I don't know. I didn't, that, was, that was Kate's fault. <laughs> no, it's, we didn't decide, we didn't take a vote <laughs> on who was going to tell you. There was no tribal council. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> But yeah, um, like ultimately, you know, yeah, it was it was a pretty shit time, yeah. and that was my platonic breakup, uh-huh. and it was still one of the most painful experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can on platonic mm. breakups, I'll be on like the other side. So the person mm. who I'll tell a story of how I was the okay. breaker, not oh, the breaky. Okay, okay. Um, it was this guy I was friends with, and it was completely platonic. Mm. Um. And we're probably friends for maybe like one, two years, but it kind of just, and this was only a couple years back as well. So I'm like a person with a brain mm-hmm. and it just became very apparent that it was a very selfish relationship, I think on his behalf. Now that's mm. not to say that I'm like, I'm perfect. I am the best friend No, but friend that's you being ever. like self-aware and being totally. able to notice like, oh, I'm giving more than I'm receiving here yeah. and that's not healthy. Because he would initiate conversations when he was like, oh my gosh, like I have this date story to tell oh you or God, like I have no. a problem, like Only help me. Only talks to you when, you're, when his life explodes? When he needs something. Mm, and mm-hmm. then, and I was kind of becoming less and less interested in having a need to mm. talk to him and that kind of thing. And one day I remember I was just like, this is actually kind of trash. Mm. Um, 
And so I did the uh, text breakup. I took the text breakup route, which is a bit trash in itself, but here we are. Um, and we live and learn, right? Yeah. And I was just like, hey, um, I have just been thinking. I was just very honest. I was like, I've been thinking and I don't really think, like, I don't really think we're friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, and to be brutally honest, like, you're not someone that I feel like I need in my life for it to mm. be strengthened. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I like pointed out that I was like, oh yeah, um, you know, I feel like you only talk to me when you have a problem or when you mm. need advice. Um, and that makes me disinterested because I feel like I'm your counsellor or I'm not mm. your friend. Um, and he didn't respond. And I was mm. like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then probably a couple of months went by and then I got a message from him. He was like, hey, just wanted to check in, see how you're going, which was nice, but also mm. a bit strange. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of like, well, you didn't, mm. we aren't friends now in, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, yeah, I'm going well. Mm. Didn't really ask how he was because to be fair, mm. I don't care. Well, you'd made it clear to him. Like, I did. Um, and yeah. like I did feel – that's not to say that I was like, yeah, like no feelings attached mm. or anything. Like I felt guilty because I yeah. was like, I don't want to be the bad guy, but also mm. this is not at all beneficial for me or healthy. I, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. And, you know, you're a, a really wonderful, kind person and you genuinely care about people's well-being. And so, of course, it would be difficult for you to be like, actually, I have to just be blunt yeah. and tell you because, I mean, not only was he not, you know, he wasn't reciprocating the level of care that you were showing. He wasn't showing any interest in you and your life, but, you know, you didn't really want him to start doing that yeah so it's like well I mean what are we doing here like I'm wasting your time you're wasting my time like what what's no totally yeah yeah and I mean that's just a a shitty thing but it's you know it's an adult it's part of adulthood right like we have to make those calls because Mm -hmm. otherwise then what when we have 50 people on our phone we're constantly talking to that we don't really care about I mean what's (laughs) no yeah (laughs) what's the deal with that (laughs) What's the deal with this person's phone number? I don't even know who Jack is. I can't remember. I don't know. I think we met once at a party when we were drunk and now we talk every month and I know what his dog is called, but I don't know what he looks like. (laughs) I could recognize your dog, but I won't recognize you. Actually, that really like transitions well into my next question, which Mm -hmm. is, do you think the act or event of breaking up can distort and change the experience of the relationship we had? Do you Mm. think that having been through the breakup that you start to look at the relationship and the past events differently and so now like in your brain even if it was a fairy tale up mm-hmm. until that point you start to look back and go oh my god but there were cracks and I didn't see them oh yes <laughs> I'm just having like so many thoughts right oh now I'm like get out of my brain Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm small and so I climb into places that I shouldn't climb in. <laughs> um, yes, I do think mm. <laughs> when you break up that can distort it because talking more on um, like romantic relationship, like my experience, mm. because I went through a breakup earlier in the year and I was heartbroken, but I'm great now. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like it definitely, that the kind of hindsight absolutely distorts some things of the relationship and it takes a bit of time I think to get to a point where you can look at it more objectively than subjectively because it's just it's like there's no timeline for grieving or dealing with it you Mm. know platonic or romantic it really just differs person to person but for me it was kind of like a heartbreak grieve for many 
days. Yep. <laughs> many, many days. Um, try to get better, grieve again. Mm. Try to be better, grieve again. That's the thing. It's not like a linear process. There's not no. like a climb up the mountain and then you're done. It's just like climb up and, oh, I fell in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Who put that hole there? Mm. Why am I now further yeah. than what I started? Like, why am I further yeah. away? Um, so I think it can definitely distort something. I mean, that's, mm. that, that happened for me when I was thinking of some things. So I was like, oh, I'm like, I actually, that's not, a, that's something I really compromised on. Or mm. that's something that I really didn't want or like mm. wasn't looking for in the partner. Yeah. But because, you know, there were good qualities too, they mm. outweighed it. And I kind of put aside my own, mm. I think, pre- um, personal preferences with some things because I was like, this is a good person. They're just, yeah. you know, not the person I envisioned when I'm. Yeah. And <laughs> but that doesn't mean that's the best type of person either. But definitely when you've got that power of hindsight to reflect on things you're like okay there were things in them that I hadn't thought about that I actually really like and I want Mm. that in a future partner but there's also things that I was like oh no Mm. no I yeah (laughs) get out um, (laughs) we're gonna look for this in future and run yeah 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 oh that's a red flag good thing (laughs) I'm not colorblind because let me get out of there like real quick Yeah. yeah I think that's oh and so much to do with like how the breakup happens influences how you think about it and the person afterwards Mm mm-hmm I was watching this uh, YouTube video uh, from School of Life and Elaine de Bouton um, runs that organization and then also voices it, I think. And he mentions this thing by Proust and um, Marcel Proust says that at the end of relationships, it is the one that is not in love that makes the tender speeches. And I think it's really interesting how like, you know, that's true because you don't want to, you want to do the right thing and break up in the most gentle and gracious way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that may not necessarily be the greatest thing to receive. So, like, how do you think we can graciously navigate breakups while still being honest and not giving false hope? Mm, that's very tricky, mm. I think. Which is why I asked you, because you're a smart lady. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, for me, like, earlier mm. in the year, I was the recipient. So mm. I was, like, the dumpy, not the dumper. Mm. And I 100% resonate with that statement because mm-hmm. the thing is, I don't think he was at all making those things up. Like mm. that's how he felt about me. Yeah. Just it's not that know, it's not true. It's not that it's not true. That's yeah. right. And so it is, I guess, honest and them trying to be gracious, but it doesn't make the person on the receiving, it doesn't make you feel better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're like, but if you feel all these positive things for me, then mm. why why are we not continuing? Yeah, like what's the deal? If you tell me that I'm a wonderful person, why are you leaving me? Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> I know I'm great. Yeah, I know I'm great. You evidently know I'm great. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Why are we not being great together? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> um, so I think that's so difficult because it's you like you're if you are the person who's breaking up, you don't want to hurt them any more than what you are going to because yeah. you're inevitably going to hurt them yeah so I think the best well I think I assume the thought mm. process is okay I'm going to tell them the things that I like about them and mm. um, that I am going to try and you know compliment sandwich this mm. as much as I can but in a situation like that it's like I don't want to yeah I don't want to hear that I don't want to hear like you're really great and I have so mm. much love for you and you're so talented and blah 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 and I'm just like okay one I know these things I mm. am great um yes, but you two but <laughs> I would like, like to reinforce that now also to you thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't it just I think it is something that you almost need to try and be a little bit more 
objective with and that doesn't mean being mean but it's just like these are the things that I've noticed aren't working with us Mm. and for me like I don't want to try and work on it anymore or that kind of thing I which I is so much easier said than done oh but it all is like you can say I need to break up with someone and then I myself have done this where I've been like oh oh no there is no way to fix it like in my brain I've Mm. gone through like and this is how we could and this is how I could and this is the conversation that we could have to repair it and then after a certain point you're just like I'm procrastinating yeah and I am putting off doing this because I don't want to be the bad guy Mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't help anyone yeah so I feel like finding our way back to you know how can we be gracious with that I think it's I think it is something that you do have to take time to really consider. Like, mm. I don't think breakups should just be like, I've had enough, see ya, because that's super emotional. And even though our relationship is very, like, fueled by emotions and, like, mm. dopamine and all those types of things, it it's also has, like, an intellectual component. Like, I very strongly believe that you don't choose who you fall in love with, but you choose to stay in love. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> That's so true because like you don't choose how your brain chemicals fire, but you choose to keep them firing that way. Totally. Because I think it's, I think it's so, it's, it's so um, naive to assume that, oh, we're just going to stay in love and everything's going to be smooth sailing because everything is work. Like literally Mm. everything you do is work. And so I think it's so just like dangerous Mm. to be like, oh, I'm not feeling the same I did when we first got together. That Mm. must mean something's wrong. Time to break up no that's not that's a time to be like okay what do I feel like is wrong is this just mm. a natural progression is this a change do I actually like Mm. I you know wherever way your brain is going that's okay but you need to process it and think about it I like it it can't just be a spare of the moment thing because you know the the breaker might be like I've made a bad choice regret Mm. and the you know, breaky might be like, I did not see this coming or I am very shocked. And then you've got two parties who maybe are unclear with what happened or one party who's really clear and one party who's totally blindsided. Like there's so many different combos. But yeah. yeah. No, that's totally right. And I mean, Esther Perel is this, um, I can't remember if she's French or French Canadian, but she's like a, a relationship coach. She's a very famous one. And she Um, talks a lot about how passion goes through cycles and phases and it will not be constant that's impossible Mm -hmm. and even like no one would go to work no one would do anything like if you take the chemical cocktail that is in our brains at the beginning of love and relationships like we all know how distracted we get oh yeah how little we get done Mm -hmm. like can you imagine if the entire world was like that all the time no (laughs) Now it's time for the Things I've Never Said segment, where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss. So we have had the most submissions ever. Yeet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I teach kids and now I am one of them. (laughs) You're delightful, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, so our first submission is, I hate the stigma around staying close friends after a breakup. Yes, it might make your new partner a little uncomfortable, but wouldn't you want to date someone who can be mature in a breakup and not someone who cuts them off completely? I have a lot of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many strong feelings. (laughs) I think it, you know, as we were saying before, like it's very much a case-by-case basis because, Mm -hmm. I mean, fair enough if you value the relationship that you have with someone when you're in a romantic relationship with them but then you also recognize that that romantic relationship is just not feasible or it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and you want to end that just not like completely cool 
But if you're with someone and you're like, oh, you make me feel bad about myself whenever I am with you, maybe it's a good thing to just completely lock them out of your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, you know, you don't, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you don't owe them anything. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's really hard to say that maturity is linked to being able to stay friends with someone post a breakup because it's not about it's it's not about that all the time you know Mm. sometimes it might be absolutely yeah but not all the time um like in my experience I initially going through my romantic breakup early in the year I really thought I wanted to be friends Mm. with them because I was like this is a really good person like I do want them in my life but as time went on and grieving went on and Mm. I was able to then think about things I was like actually for me to be Mm. able to move forward and become the next best version of myself it doesn't include that person anymore because I think having them in my life would be a reminder that they decided I wasn't Mm. good enough or they decided that Mm. they just didn't want me anymore and for me that's not because I'm immature it's not because I'm emotionally immature Mm. either like it's it's just because oh that is actually a painful reminder why make it harder for yourself that's right I don't I don't hope anything bad happens to them I don't you know I'm not saying I'm better than them either it's just for me I have to be selfish even though I don't even think it's selfish I think it's just like a self-preservation thing yeah that's just some for some people that's what you have to do in order to move on and so the I guess stigma associated with it's immature Mm. I feel like is really unfair because it it doesn't take into consideration the circumstance or the relationship or a person's personality or their mental health like it's it's very broad Mm. but on the same token power to those people who are like well this was actually a really good friendship yeah and I don't want to lose that person as a friend and they both choose that they want Mm. each other like and that takes work too to like to grieve and then still be able to like come together afterwards yeah I, I think you're absolutely right it's it really does go on a case-by-case basis. And sometimes, you know, when you come to that end of a relationship, I think there's always a part of you that until you finish the grieving process is like, but we can still be friends, but I can still keep them in my life because you have so much attached to them. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just, when you break up with a person, it's not just that that relationship was over. It's that every single habit that you have built around it has to be broken too. (laughs) Like all those like, that specific type of meme or quote or whatever that you would see and then immediately think of them and send it to them well that's gone that's gone that's done and then that like that cafe that you would always go to on Sunday and you would get the poached eggs and they would get the smashed avo and you'd share it between you because it was cheaper that way than to get two separate meals and it was like that that's gone 100% yeah 100% Mm -hmm. it's so much more multi-layered and complicated Mm. I think than what a blanket term can suggest so yeah I I have strong feelings about it I think it's great if people can be friends afterwards but it just it's it's not I don't think it's maturity it's not related to Mm. maturity yeah yeah I don't think I know anyone actually now that I think about it that like I don't think I know anyone who is still friends with like within the same circle sure Mm -hmm. but like I mean it depends on your circumstance too I mean my mum and dad aren't together Mm. They're great friends. Mm. They also had kids in yeah, the picture. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like circumstantial as mm. well. You Absolutely. Know? Um, yeah. It, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and that's that on that. <laughs> Submission number two. When my most recent ex and I broke up, my friends who swore up and down that they loved me and would do anything for me hardly spoke to me. 
My family doesn't live in the same town as me. I don't have a best friend. So when we broke up, I was devastated and completely alone. I had to deal with losing someone and I had no support. That's what truly hurt me. Breakups suck, but I could have handled it if any of my friends checked in on me. Oh, <laughs> I'll sorry. be your friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That sucks. Oh, God. It's very sad. It is so shit. Yeah. Moment of silence. <laughs> it is really sad, though. Like it that is. Reading oh. that makes my heart hurt for them mm. because even even if you know like it was dramatized or under dramatized yeah. those are the thoughts that that person is having Absolutely. and that sucks that you were made to feel that way 100 percent. and like mm. i mean look we, we don't have enough information to form a clear picture around mm-hmm. it maybe like they had some co-workers or someone else in their life that was checking in on them but that's you know they still felt completely abandoned mm. by the people who they trusted most the people they wanted to yeah, be there yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's true and i think that's the toughest part of any kind of pain is how you get through it mm. like whether it's a physical pain and you have to now deal with a moon boot for a week or something mm-hmm. like the actual healing from it is oh that yeah and i think i think that is a comment though on how it is uh, like so good to have a good group of people around you to get you mm. through those times. And it is really important. So I feel really like sorry for this person yeah. who didn't have that, but it is also at least what they could take away from that mm. is, you know, they had to get themselves through mm. that and wherever they are in that process, if they're still going through it or they're not doing too well or they're yeah. near the end kind of thing. They can know that, well, you actually did it you did it you yeah. got yourself through that and you did it without the people you thought you needed mm. or the people that you thought you wanted and so that's kind of a testament to I guess like a, a person's strength and their ability to move on absolutely yeah. like that is resilience and self-sufficiency mm-hmm. to a remarkable degree like fuck yeah go you yeah you did the thing You're and it legend. sucked but yeah you did the thing you did it Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so submission number three. Uh, When I broke up from my first long-term relationship, it was awful at first, but I eventually began to feel so much better about myself for the first time in my life, I generally loved who I was. It was a bittersweet moment to realize that the main block for me loving myself was actually the other person I had been in love with. Oh, that's... Mm, That's a... I feel like that's a, a weird realization to have, like, internally... That you're like, oh man, there was someone else stopping me from reaching my yeah. full potential. Oh, that is such, that's so shit. Mm. But I do want to like point out that it's mm. awesome. They now are like, I actually Absolutely. really love myself and yeah. like, super self-growth because I'm like, hey, y'all, I resonate with that so mm. much. But it's not like, I guess, thankfully for myself, it's not that I love myself for the first time, but I've had personally so much self-growth mm. and development since earlier in the year and it sounds kind of similar for this person that they're just like oh I'm actually you know able to discover all these things about myself and like I'm a great person I'm like kick-ass gal or guy um and yeah like I I could have only done this on my own yeah I think it's you know sometimes even though the essence of breakups is quite difficult but I think what's talked about less is that there is there's improvement and there's development and there is a lot of internal stuff that goes on to get you through that and you usually come out as a different and often better version of yourself yeah I totally agree I think breakups suck Mm. undoubtedly Mm -hmm. but it's also 
an opportunity to grow in a way that being in a relationship doesn't afford and that's not to say that like you don't grow when you're in a relationship it's just that it's a very different kind of growth when you're single and fresh out of a breakup and like you know learning to be self-sufficient I guess yeah yeah Yeah. man (laughs) do you have any like final thoughts or anything or um I think that it's just important to you know if you going through a breakup or you feel like one's impending or you know of other people that kind of thing there is no one route that you can take to move forward from Mm, it yeah um and it's it's that thing of like comparison will kill you Mm. if you're like but this person got over theirs in like three weeks and i'm still crying every day Mm. it's like well maybe they did but Mm. it doesn't that doesn't say anything about you it says what their relationship was and how that person deals with things and how you deal with things um so i think it's just important to really look after yourself allow yourself to grieve don't feel bad about it because you're allowed to yeah it's a human emotion yeah natural yeah and good on you for being so open and with someone that losing them makes you so receptive to experiencing these kind of things afterward because what a wonderful thing to have feelings (laughs) absolutely yeah like that's relationships are the thing that is most important not only to like the human experience like we are a hyper social breed Mm -hmm. but also like in general like the harvard study which is the longest ever study that's been conducted over 75 years like they found that people who got to the end of their life um, and lived the longest had like very strong close-knit support networks and they also like had really rich connections that doesn't it wasn't about like the number it was about the richness of Mm -hmm. their relationships Mm -hmm. and like you know if that's what it's about then you gotta try and you gotta open yourself up Mm -hmm. and it's okay if it ends yeah and being single isn't scary Mm. it's a party it's not a party but you know like it's yeah party <laughs> party is fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know it's it's all part of the experience totally yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on and being so wise and sharing so many cool insights i am wearing a monocle right now that's how mm. wise i am yeah it's true i'm she also is. an owl mm-hmm. yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh so I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everyone. Yes. Which is, oh, well, I mean, you would already know it. It's, um, what would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same? Mm. I did have a little think about this. Mm-hmm. Because last time I was like, just just uh, steal Jacinda Ardern and bring mm. her to Australia. Yeah. Still would. Yeah. Um, but now it would just be make just one difference in your lifestyle. That means you are using less plastic. Mm. Yeah. Get reusable, like, mesh bags for your fruit and veg mm. buy biodegradable products use a metal I was about to say it's a metal spoon <laughs> use a metal spoon but also a metal straw mm. both um, are useful yeah yeah both are great both are useful Heck yeah just keep cups great keep cups love a collapsible coffee cup totally just make one change in your day-to-day life mm. because it may not feel like much but if everyone did then it is well yeah like plastic itself has been a cumulative effect so I mean, one of the ways to tackle it has got to be a small cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, do you have anything to plug? 
Where can we find you? Tell me all the things. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, well, Generation Y is um, – we have a Facebook page. Ooh. So you can keep up to date with what's happening there. Um, and it's WHY question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a podcast. Yeah. I yeah. have a new podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, it's, it's part of the network. <laughs> part of the family. What's that Oliver song? Um, na, 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 na. I can't help you. Please me some more. Uh, Not that one, <laughs> but if it was part of the fa- part of the family, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm very happy to be part of the family. Um, it's called Love Bachelor. It's co-hosted by myself and Gina Schwartz, and it's the Bachelor podcast you never asked for, but secretly needed. But you definitely needed. Definitely need. It's one of those like unknown needs. Like when you walk into Kmart, yeah, and the gods oh. tell you, "Thank you so much." We're like the yeah podcast. Version Compact, of Kmart. A version of Kmart. Mm. You're like, okay, there's probably a lot of trash here. Mm-hmm. And you're not wrong. But there's also some real golden stuff. Real golden yeah. stuff? I mean, look, we all need a Oof. little bit of trash in our lives, yeah. right? Like, that's how we can figure out what's good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 But it's not just all trash. We're actually talking about, like, the more political side of it and mm. like, the editing side. There's going to so, be actual yeah. discussions. Not Absolutely. just, oh, my God, who had the best cocktail dress? I would expect nothing less from you. No, honestly, like you and Gina are so switched on. You are like such mature intellectual ladies. I I may actually start watching The Bachelor just so I can figure out what the hell you're talking about. Oh my gosh, please. Well, we're also hoping that it can almost act as a – you don't need to watch The Bachelor to listen to it. Oh, good. Because we'll have like a tiny recap segment and Mm -hmm. then dive into the themes of the episode. So you can still kind of be across what's happening Mm -hmm. without having to commit – like 70 minutes of your life to watching the show i'm excited yeah okay this is this is how it happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so we can find that Mm -hmm. love bachelor on the tnc network yes Yes. which will mean it's going to be on apple podcasts Mm -hmm. spotify stitcher and the tnc website you got it girl very excited Mm -hmm. Alrighty, and then i will obviously put your own facebook page and your instagram below oh my gosh emmy is amazing and funny and you should definitely follow her on instagram because her stories give me life oh thank you so much you're very welcome in my day (laughs) thank you very much for coming on the podcast yay nice to talk to you yay don't wait okay (laughs) (laughs) the end Thanks for listening. Thanks as always to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions for producing the show. Graphics are by Claudia Piggott. Music by Jessica Fletcher. If you've stumbled upon us, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and Facebook at StumbleThroughPodcast. Really, really helps if you leave reviews, guys, because then other people can find us. All right, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Best. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.